Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Have you ever stopped to consider that in doing the will of God, hearing His voice, being led by God, may also mean to us that we will confront and go completely against the current of society in which we are living. Looking at Matthew chapter 12, Verse 38, it says, And a certain of the, then certain of the scribes and the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. Jesus answers this to them in Matthew 12, 39. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. And there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of Jonah the prophet. I want to emphasize how Jesus described the generation that he was living in. Because we have to paint a picture. Jesus, the Son of God, come in the flesh, was sent to this planet at a time at which the Roman Empire ruled. And of course, we know its cruelty and how uh, at the same time, they worshiped so many gods and there were so, so many things. Now, it was because of the, the timing of the perfection of uh, the languages that existed, the roads that had been built, so that it would be possible for the gospel to be able to uh, uh, be preached a, a lot faster but the generation in which Jesus lived was a very wicked and adulterous generation, including the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, the religious order of that day. Now, if we look at this as a pattern, the, the generation in which Noah lived was also very wicked and evil in the time that it existed. They... Uh, were identified by God in the book of Genesis in chapter number 6, that they were continually in their thinking and in their imaginations evil and wicked towards God. And God said, you know, we, gotta, we have to destroy man. In the time in which uh, Abraham lived, uh, he got him out of Ur of the Chaldees. It was a, a, an, an idolatry uh, play idolatrous uh, place where they worship uh, false gods and uh, he sent them to the land of Canaan in Canaan uh, we see that the type of people that lived there were the descendants of Canaan himself uh, which had been cursed uh, we look at the life of of uh, David he lived during the time in which the Philistines uh, ruled and the uh, Amorites and the Hittites and all of these other uh, uh, nations and how they had their gods. They had Baal, they had Ashtoreth, they had uh, uh, Moloch. They, in other words, stop and think about that just a little bit. Jeremiah was sent to a generation that uh, was going to be taken captivity. They were totally and completely against him. 
So if we stop and think about that for just a second, we live in a very wicked and evil generation that keeps getting more evil and more wicked by the day. So it's not like we can be born in a perfect generation, uh, let's say in the time of Solomon, when there was peace and they had the temple built and the glory of God had descended and uh, it was a time of prosperity and, and, and no war. I, I, it, it, you rarely will find, but then he was the man that was sent uh, of God to that generation. We have been sent to the generation that we have been born in. So if we look at that, we will understand that that means that the evils of the day and the perils of the day in which we live are set forth as part of what we had read yesterday, that God has set the times and the bounds of every nation and of every people and of every age and of every generation as to their purpose and their timing for what they will accomplish or what they're supposed to do. But Jesus here tells the generation that he is dealing with, he tells them they're an evil and adulterous generation. He said the only sign that that generation was going to get to see was the sign of Jonah, which Jesus was going to represent in being in the belly of the earth three days and three nights, or in the heart of the earth, as the word says in Matthew twelve forty. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the well's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh are going to rise up in judgment against this generation, and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, the greater than Jonah is here. Now consider that, who Jonah was sent to. The queen of Sheba of the south shall rise up in judgment in this generation. And shall condemn it for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Now, Jesus identified that generation to an evil spirit being cast out of a man and that, that evil spirit coming back. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty and swept and garnished. Then goeth he, and he taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they shall enter and dwell in there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so, it shall be also unto this, gener unto this wicked generation. Notice, Je Jesus compared in verse 45 the generation that he was living in as that generation, not only that would see the sign of Noah, not only that they were wicked and adulterous, but he identifies it as the generation where the wicked spirit that had been cast out of that generation, uh, even so it shall be to this wicked generation. So he identifies that. And of course, by uh, 70 AD, that generation of uh, which Jesus had come and, and had walked upon this earth 
uh, are invaded by the Roman army. They're scattered throughout the earth. So the disciples had to preach and take the gospel to an evil and wicked generation. There is no difference for us today in that we are confronted with the same problem and issue. Let's look at Acts 16.21 onward. Here's Paul in one of the cities. He's preaching, and it says, And that the people got in an uproar, and they said, He teaches customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates, they rent off their clothes, and they commanded to be beat, to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Now, consider what had just taken place. They were preaching the gospel. They were sent to preach the gospel. And in many of the places where they went because of that one spirit that followed uh, Paul, especially to buffet him, they were constantly met with aggressiveness. Uh, they were met with hostility. They, they were met with uh, a, a, a repulsion to refuse to accept what he was bringing or what they were bringing as a message. And sometimes we here in our society, because we are shielded to a degree from what is happening in some of the other world countries, where preaching the gospel not only means being put in jail, it means being put to death. And speaking righteousness means getting arrested. In, in, in standing up for God means that you are going not only against the current, you're going against the current culture and all its evils and all its wickedness. They will resist. Therefore, the gospel will find resistance. But it's in that resistance, just like the weightlifter, that muscles are developed in resisting the evils of our day and refusing to submit to all of its condemnations against God, all of its repulsion against God, all of its refusal to acknowledge God, but instead cast Him out. That the, the wicked and evil generation that we live in today is just no different. And I say this very carefully. No different than what Moses had to deal with when he was confronted with Pharaoh and all the false gods of Egypt. And when uh, Noah was confronted as a preacher of righteousness uh, against all the wickedness and evil that was going on in his day. And just like Jeremiah and just like even uh, Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, when they had to confront and resist the opposition of the land because of the false gods, the false worship, and all the evil and wickedness that was taking place. We have been placed in our generation. You and I are here for a divine purpose. We sometimes have thought, or at least it's gone through my mind, I wish I had been born in the time of Jesus. But see, I wasn't needed in the time of Jesus. I am needed in this generation to be a voice as minute, 
and minuscule as it may be to those that will listen and those that will hear. The same is for you, that you have been called to be a voice. And in that voice that we are called to speak, to be a light, to be salt of the earth, to shine forth as a, as a, a lamp uh, that's up on a hilltop or in a city and not covered with a bushel on top. We're to show forth the works of our God, the glory of our God, and the salvation of our God that has come. And not be afraid, not draw back, not withdraw, but with even more confidence, all the little voices of the Lord, all the little lights being put together will emanate or will reflect the glory of the Lord upon the land where we are at. But that does not mean that everything is going to go well. Everything is going to go perfect. Look at Paul. Look at Silas. Look at these individuals when they went to different cities. How they were persecuted, how they were rejected, how they were frowned upon, how they were falsely accused is no different. As we draw closer and closer to the coming of our Lord, we're going to see more antagonistic uh, uh, things against us from this generation. It doesn't matter if we live in the U.S., if we live in South America, or we live overseas. We will see this because that is the generation that we are living in. Yet, we weren't needed. We weren't born. God didn't need me during the time of Jeremiah. I was born during this specific time. So were you and I. Then that means that God's plans and callings and purposes for us and for you and I are for this generation. So consider yourself as someone that has been placed in the right place for the right time for the right purpose. You're not one born out of time, but you have been born in the exact time. Thing is, we need to find out what is it now that God wants me to do in this time in which I have been born and exist. Take it to the furthest level possible and understand that we have been called to take the message of our resurrected Savior, to take the message of repentance, to take the message that we have been called to of remission of sins and make the world known that there is an opportunity that God commands all men to repent everywhere and come to the saving knowledge of the truth that is in Christ Jesus. Will you stand up for our Lord and God? Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.